Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by Kaleida Health. Hour number two on a Tuesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And going to talk a little Dolphins now with our good friend, senior NFL writer from Outkick.com, one Armando Salguero, who joins us on the show. Armando, how you doing? You're making the trip this week, huh? I am making the trip. It's a big game, so why not? All right, well, where's? Well, how come you don't have snow in your background this week then? Come on, you got to get ready. Well, you guys showed me the uh, the stadium as it looks now, so I'm just, you know, doing what I do. I, I'm staying warm and toasty. Armando, <laughs> let me just say this. I would wager you don't have enough clothes in your closet to watch this game outside here in Buffalo. That is a losing bet by you. You got because... you have cold weather gear? Oh, my God, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, look. I'm. Oh, he froze. Is oh my God, he's so cold. He froze. He's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Armando right as he was going to pontificate about his cold weather gear. Well, here's oh, the that's thing. a tough break. Here's the thing: people, people from warmer cities, tend to overcompensate when they know they're traveling to northern locales where well, there's cold weather. So they will bring. Let me just. More than they need very often. Here's my problem. because we, you know, back when I played and even now, and even with the snowstorm we had a couple of weeks ago, you have people come. We always had people coming in for the game. Yeah. And so I always had spare wardrobe for everybody. Oh, like okay. I had <laughs> ski pants. I had parkas, hats, gloves. We had all that extra stuff that we would let people use. So let Armando. You're, so you have a lot of cold weather gear going. We just missed that. 
Yeah, see, so, like, I was covering the NFL when the Bills were going to back-to-back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls. And typically what would happen is they would have to play uh, in Buffalo, and they did play in Buffalo. I remember one, and the Dolphins played a lot in Buffalo, by the way, Yeah. in December. And so I was there for the Lewis Oliver getting destroyed by – uh, by Andre Reed. I was there for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills uh, AFC Championship game. I know what it's what it means to be cold in Buffalo, <laughs> and uh, I learned a lesson 30 years ago, and it's not a lesson that I've forgotten. And so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I have all of my gear ready and at my disposal if I if I need to have it. All right. Good All right. For well, you, then. this time around, Armando, uh, it's it's some int- there are some interesting storylines. Uh, the Bills are significantly healthier on defense than they were back in Week Three when they were missing five starters, and then they started dropping like flies in the 120 degree heat on the Bills sideline. Um, and the Dolphins' offense had yet to really kick into gear back then. It it obviously has since, but then the last two weeks. One against the best defense in the league in San Francisco, the other against a not so great defense in the LA Chargers. And people are wondering has the blueprint been unveiled as to how to slow down this Dolphins attack? And has Tua turned into a pumpkin? <laughs> wow. Uh, we're going all Cinderella here. So. As far as the blueprint is concerned, it depends on which blueprint the Bills want to pick because the San Francisco 49ers basically befuddled and beriddled the Dolphins' offense, playing mostly zone against the Dolphins' offense. And it worked. And then the Chargers came back and played mostly press man against the Dolphins' offense. Right. And that worked. And so it's up to the Bills to decide which way they want to go because in the last two weeks, Tua Tungavailoa has been under 50% completion percentage combined against the Chargers and the 49ers when he's seeing two different approaches to, to stopping their passing game, which is, by the way, the bulk of their attack because their running game has been... Uh, kind of a disappointment this year. Well, why do you think, what all of a sudden then, if if everything seemed to be working against the Dolphins' offense, why wasn't it working during that stretch when they were take, you know, they were beating everybody going away? I mean, what happened uh, to their ability to overcome that stuff? Well, I think uh, in part, you guys just mentioned it before. The first time that they played the Bills, I think the Bills' entire secondary was out. <laughs> and so... That's problematic and good for the Dolphins. They played the Baltimore Ravens. They got behind by like 28 points, and they started throwing the ball down the field, and the Ravens came away with like four uh, busts in the deep secondary, gave up the lead, and the Ravens went on to do that two or three more times during the year. So it wasn't so much that the Dolphins were doing something amazing. It was that the Ravens were being the Ravens in the secondary and just blowing coverages, which they've done a lot this season in blowing 
four leads late in the fourth quarter. So you get that kind of thing. Detroit, by the way, the Dolphins lit up the Detroit Lions in the secondary. The next day, the secondary coach got fired because apparently the game plan was one thing and they played a different thing in the game, which is stunning to me because you prepare all week to do the one thing and then come game day on Sunday, you're not doing that one thing that you prepared all week to do. So, yeah, that's why the secondary coach got fired the next day. Give us an idea, if you could, Armando, as to the the interpretation of these last two games by Dolphins fans. Are they in panic mode now that they've lost two straight and the offense has not looked like what it did the previous six weeks? Um, what's the general consensus down there of the offense after these past two performances? Well, uh, you, you have to understand the – the context of it all is that the Dolphin fans are really behind Tua for the most part. And so the narrative is in the fan base, good players have bad, bad games. And he's happened to string two of them together back to back. Uh, so that's that narrative. As far as the greater narrative is – they're still in the playoff race. They're still in the playoff hunt. Uh, if the season ended today, I'll hate that phrase, uh, but if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs as a wild card. The thing that just blows my mind is that the last two weeks, it's kind of knocked the Dolphins from let's go to Buffalo and compete for a division title to let's go to Buffalo, and even if the worst happens, we're still in the playoffs. Those are two very different things in my book. And I would say to you, if any of that thinking is shared within the locker room, they've got problems on Saturday night. How good do you? How good were they? We were up here, and of course, we're we're neck deep in Buffalo Bill stuff up here. So you hear kind of the the superficial coverage of the Dolphins, and of course during that stretch when, you know, they're winning five games in a row, they were crushing it offensively, and it looked like they had turned the corner and found everything they'd ever, you know, all their hopes and dreams were going to come true this year. Um, what was going right for them? Well, they have arguably the most dynamic wide receiver in the NFL, and I'm not saying that he's the best wide receiver, but Tyreek Hill – can, you can stop him for, you know, 57 plays and he'll have three plays in the game that are lightning bolts. In fact, last week in a loss, he recovers a fumble, recovers a fumble, and he goes 57 yards for a touchdown, which, you know, humans don't do. Uh, he, he just does things that are dangerous. So that was happening. Jalen Waddle was benefiting from, from the fact that defenses are afraid of Tyreek Hill. And the running game was good enough. And the offensive line was healthier. It's less healthy now. Teron Armstead, who is their left tackle, is kind of dragging. He's got a foot injury. He's got other 
issues that aren't really out there. Uh, Waddle has not been at the forefront as a number one receiver when Tyreek has been shut down. And the fact is the defenses have decided, okay, we're going to challenge Tyreek instead of being afraid of Tyreek. We're going to roll coverages to Tyreek. We're going to, you know, we're going to man press like the Chargers did. It's a different, it's a different approach and it has obviously gotten different results. Let's flip it around, Armando, because lost in the defeat at the hands of the Chargers with, you know, the Dolphins offense being kept under wraps was the fact that Justin Herbert threw for 367 yards. Um, this is a defense that was, you know, just a year ago, armed with a pair of top-shelf cornerbacks. Byron Jones has not been part of the equation almost the entire season. It doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon, and I understand that's a story in and of itself. But this is a defense now, Armando, that's 23rd against the pass. Um, they add Bradley Chubb. No offense to Bradley Chubb, but, I mean, he just looks like another guy out there. Jalen Phillips has been more impressive than Bradley Chubb the last few weeks, and they paid that guy $125 million sight unseen in a uniform. Help me out with this defense. What's going on? Yeah, the Bradley Chubb uh, situation has been, up to now, a disappointment because they brought him in to be the closer and the guy that, uh, when you're protecting a lead late in the game, he knows that you have to pass and it's going to be bad for you. Sound familiar? Um, so he hasn't really done that, to be honest with you. The last couple of games, there's been no opportunity to close because they've been trailing. So that's problematic for Bradley Chubb. Uh, the rest of the defense, look, Byron Jones has been out all year. Um, I know for a fact that when he was playing the last couple of years, the Bills decided he was the guy that they were going to pick on. So, because they didn't want any part of Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard is still playing, and everybody else in that secondary playing cornerback or nickel is kind of a guy. And as far as last year, last year, we got to remember they started out something like oh and seven or one and seven, right? One and seven, and then they rallied late in the season to win like six games in a row. And what people forget is that during the one and seven, they were playing good quarterbacks, and during the six win winning streak, they were playing horrible quarterbacks. Wonder if that made any impact on the results of the game. Uh, yeah, it did. It absolutely did. When you're playing, you know, uh, third stringers and, and because the, the starter is hurt, when you're playing Joe Flacco, who doesn't want to really get hit late in the season, that kind of thing is what the Dolphins faced late last season that made the, the, the look of the defense seem way better than it probably was. And you get, let's talk a little bit about their secondary. They were, you know, the Bills, uh, the first meeting, really didn't get a chance to take advantage of it, except early in the game when the Bills were fresh. I mean, their first drive of the game, they went right down the field, scored a touchdown, went for it on a fourth and goal from the two and threw it in 
uh, to Devin Singletary. How has this secondary evolved? I mean, I see I see Fedulum is taking some snaps at safety. I see him in there once in a while. Uh, I, I noticed that the other day. Um, yeah, Eric Rowe got hurt. Ig, Igbenogany uh, seems to be kind of buried back there. Is he is he taking reps? Give us a, an idea no. about their corners. Yeah, so their corners are not Byron Jones and and Nick Needham is out, who was their their uh, slot corner, and so what you're getting is backup guys and the bills have been in the same situation this year as you guys know they, they've played backup corners a lot the, the the difference this game is now the bills are coming to this game with a healthy secondary with a blueprint for stopping Tua if they want to choose those blueprints and the dolphins on the other hand are coming to this game kind of reeling because Yes, Justin Herbert lit them up. And yes, Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant, having been the last draft pick uh, selected in the last draft, he didn't light them up, but he didn't show any fear, and he attacked them. And he threw two touchdown passes against them. And, you know, they got gobbled up. So... The Dolphins are kind of like trying to hold serve because they've been on the retreat the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I would say to you that Josh Allen should have a great game on Sunday. Let's see if he does. Um, excuse me, on Saturday night. Okay. And then I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I don't think Miami has had to experience poor weather yet. Um, there's a pretty good chance that there will be one to three inches of snow on the ground that fall during the game. Uh, what weather challenges, if any, have the Dolphins experienced this season? Right. Yeah, it's rained a couple of times. <laughs> uh, and that's been about it. Uh, they are not or have not historically been a great end of season bad outdoor weather team with the exception maybe being in 2016 when they went up to Buffalo and beat the Bills and you know went on to the playoffs uh, but going back to Don Shula they're a team that has struggled late in the season and I really have never understood it because you know these guys the Miami Dolphins play in Miami, but their roster is not all Miamians. These guys come from, you know, all, all parks and, and all weights unknown, right? I mean, they, they, they come from up north. They've seen snow. They've played in it. They're not unfamiliar with it. And yet I don't – I get the, the heat – uh, advantage that they have early because they practice in the heat. But the answer to uh, cold weather is put on clothes. And so <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> I don't get that. Uh, the one thing I would say is Tua Tungavailoa, he, you know, he had a terrible game up there a couple of years ago. Um, 
because balls were going all over the place and it was just a disaster. His arm strength is not, in my opinion, built for Buffalo, not built for the Meadowlands in December and January. That's where I think it matters. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this this game being in December in Buffalo, I, it's it's going to be a, a weather game. You're going to have to overcome some stuff. And I and I'll say this, Armando. Yeah, I get it. When you come up and all you got to do is put clothes on for the answer to cold weather. The problem is this: it's hard to run, jump, and turn and twist and carry the ball when you got layers on, and it feels funky for a lot of guys to handle the ball with sleeves between your arm and the ball. Um, and I, I've long advocated for a, a technology to come out. You know, they got these the gloves that are tacky, and guys can carry the ball with one hand like a loaf of bread nowadays, and nobody leaks twice about it because the gloves are so sticky, the ball doesn't come out. They don't, make, they don't have that for the arms and the sleeves and the, and the chest when you hold the ball up here tight. It's really slippery. That bothers mentally a lot of guys, particularly the ball handlers, who catch the ball a certain way with their arms and their body. If they do that, it's a real problem. And I think that really gets into the mind of some of these guys. Fair. Um, Tyreek Hill played in Kansas City yeah. for six years, right? Uh, not, not, not a wonderful place in January. It's cold in Kansas <laughs> a, City, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, I, look, I, I totally get it, Steve, and, and I totally understand that it's bad. It's also a bad look. If any of the Miami Dolphins say what you just said, yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> right, because people like me will destroy them. I get and that, it, and that's why we have Armando on the show. That's right. Uh, you go ahead and destroy him. Yeah, Armando. Go ahead. That's uh, great. Listen, Armando. Thanks very much. Safe travels up here uh, on Thursday. We look forward to seeing you at the game. And thanks as always for the time. It's always my pleasure, guys. All right. Armando Salguero, senior NFL writer for Outkick.com, talking Dolphins with us. And I think the other thing. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That we didn't really discuss with him, Steve, is 
the psyche of this football team. Because outside of the three games that they lost early in the year, which, by the way, happened when Tua was in concussion protocol, it was easy for them to explain that away. Ah, we didn't have our starting quarterback. You know, we, sure. Uh, how do you expect us to win games? You know, against these kinds of teams and blah blah blah. They had an easy out, mentally, I think, right. to kind of explain those losses away. I don't know that you have that now, because you have Tua, who's been the best quarterback in the league from a passer rating standpoint, from a QBR standpoint, from a completion percentage standpoint. He's been lights out for like six, seven weeks, and he's rocketed to the top of the league in quarterback rating. And now you play the number one defense in San Francisco on the road. You lose. Okay, you played the best defense in football. Yeah, it didn't go our way today. That's fine. But then the next week, you come out against, at best, Steve, a middle-of-the-road defense, lower-third defense. (laughs) At best. Riddled with injuries. No J.C. Jackson, no Joey Bosa, no Sebastian Joseph Day, no Derwin James. They're missing five starters on defense, and you can't do anything. You're 3 of 17 passing at halftime. Don't tell me doubt has not crept into that locker room. And I'll say this, and we're showing the highlights now, um, and you've, you've mentioned it, Brownie, a bunch. What the, the thing that you noticed about the Charger defense is that they kept the wide receivers to the outside, outside the numbers. They had inside leverage on all of their route combinations. Every play. And almost. what that means is the receivers have to cross your face. They have to go through a guy to get open. And what that does is scares a quarterback off the throw. To a, it, they're covered, basically. Because if you want to run inside, you're going to run towards the defender, which is the last place you want to go as a receiver, right? So, uh, so then, typically, and this is what the Dolphins did too, they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, get, we're going to get these guys down the sidelines. If they're having inside leverage, we're going to send our guys down outside the numbers and go out, throw it outside the numbers, down the field. And so they did that, and they, they hit a couple, but here's the thing. Like the Tyreek Hill pass, when they got, their feet got tangled up, he was open anyway, but Tua hit him. The defender falls down because he, he clips his foot on Tyreek Hill's ankle and he goes down Tyreek's by himself and he walks into the end zone that was a, a typical play the problem is this and we showed it on the we're all we're all sitting here in Buffalo we watch Josh throw those balls Josh puts it out there and man that thing sings when it gets out of his hand it sizzles out of his hand Tua lets it go and that thing goes way up high in the air well it looks like a lollipop it is it is up in the air for a long time and it doesn't it doesn't have it just because of that it doesn't have the velocity and there's just so much ground covered by the receiver the defensive players the safeties who are breaking on the ball because the ball's in the air that split second longer things change a lot more when it gets comes down um, and, and it's, it's harder, harder to, to maintain hit. separation it's, as a receiver it's and it's hard to anticipate how open your guy's going to be with that extra half second of airtime the ball has to take. In, in essence, it's like what Armando said, and we've been – Bill's fans crush Tua all the time for this anyway. His arm is not Josh Allen's arm. It's, yeah. not just, it's not Justin Herbert's arm. It's not Joe Burrow's arm. It's not Matt Stafford's arm. Not Mahomes' arm. 
I mean, you can go down, not Trevor Lawrence's arm. I mean, it's you're talking like Matt Ryan arm. Yeah. You know? I mean. Phillip Rivers arm. Yeah. <clears throat> you're, you're Peyton Manning arm at the end of it all. Yeah. I, it's just it's that different. that is a limiting factor in what the throws the quarterback can execute. And right now, you're right, Brownie. Defenses, these last couple of defenses we've seen, top def- one top defense and the other one a middle-of-the-road defense, are executing a game plan to force Tua to make throws that are hard for him. Yeah, throw it outside the numbers. Beat us that way. That same do- thing they do with Lamar Jackson. Yep, because he's not as accurate outside. He's got the arm strength to get right. it out there. He Lamar does, but he doesn't have the accuracy. And that's that's a that's a that's a wider margin of error for the quarterback than having a, less of an arm. Yeah. So Lamar's got less of a margin of error than Tua does because he can sling it. He can get it out there. Um. But I think that's where we're sitting with Tua. And then you come in and you add cold and snow to the mix. you got a native Hawaiian playing. And his name is Tonga Bailoa. <laughs> You've got a Polynesian name. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But that's the last couple of weeks, that has been the thing that's jumped out about their losses. Break time for us here. When we return, the Bills legend of the year will be joining us. You might know him if you've been watching Bills football long enough. His name is Butch Roll. It's coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and pleased to be joined now by the Bills Legend of the Year, which is presented by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. It is none other then former Bills tight end Butch Roll, who was named the 2022 Bills Legend of the Year for his tireless efforts in supporting the community with his community service initiatives. Butch, congratulations, first of all. Uh, how, when, how'd you get the word, and when'd you get the word? Thank you. Thank you, guys, for having me. Um, honestly, I guess the word, about a week ago, Jeremy, I don't know, Jeremy played some trick on me. He was calling me, texting me, and I was out and about. He was texting me, telling me to get a hold of him. I thought it was something that we were about to do with the Legends in Buffalo. So when I contacted him, we were talking, and I asked him about the um, the nominations. It's going, you know, because I remember seeing the application. So I asked him, I said, how's that going? Did anybody get chosen? Because I remember last year Mark Maddox won it. So I'm asking him. He said, yeah, it was a close race, man. It's had a lot of good, you know, foundations that, you know, was up in the runnings. And, you know, with that being said, you're the winner. I'm like, really? You know, I stopped for a second and started laughing. I said, get out of here. But, yeah, see, um, that's how I found out about a week ago. And, you know, I'm humbled and I'm grateful and thankful at the same time because I've been doing this for a while. I know we're, we're a smaller foundation, but we're effective. Like I said, still waters run deep. And that's all that matters. I'm affecting the community, helping kids in Florida. Buffalo, Texas, North Carolina, anywhere there's a build backers following. I'm there trying to support and give these kids a better education, which is my mission. So I that's when I found out, and you know I'm grateful. Yeah, Butch, I'm, I'm let me say I'm really proud of you. I've I've attended a couple of your events um, here in Buffalo, and it's it's really I love your events because they're, you know. <laughs> I, I, listen, we both love Jim Kelly and stuff, and his events are these huge, mega, ex, you know, the just huge yeah. thing. And I love yours because you just go, and it's a bunch of friends getting together. You raise money, you, you sell some stuff, and you give it to the kids. And it's, I just think it's awesome. And I'm, gl- and you do it 
more often, I think, maybe than anybody um, that I ever played with or have seen since. I mean, you, you do a couple of three or four or five, six of these a year, and a, and a number of them are here in Buffalo. And uh, I'm really glad, I'm really proud of you for getting the, uh, recognized for the work you've done and, and for, the, you know, for the dedication that you put into it uh, year in, year out. Just thanks so much for being a part of the community, and congratulations. Oh, Steve, thank you, man. You know, you're my man. We played together. We had fun times out there. And, you know, I've always, every time I have an event in Buffalo, you're always the first one I call. I said, let me see if Steve's going to be in town so I can get him over there. And like you said, Jim's, I love Jim's events too. You know, we've been going there for the past 15, 16 years. And it's a mob house, and it's awesome to see all the guys come back. But I thought, you know, that's it's it's a big event, and that's great. I love it. He's doing great things. Jim's been, you know, he's the man. He's a pillar there. Yeah, yeah. And I always appreciate appreciate you being able to show up, man, when you can. That means a lot to me because I know we don't have a lot of guys that we play together that's in the area so the ones that do show up for the events man it's very good to see you guys it's a brotherhood man right it, it warms my heart when i see you guys my heart goes it gets filled with joy because i start thinking back and reflecting on the days we've played together in the locker room just you know bonding together as a brotherhood and winning a lot of games you know afc championship games and special teams we're out there acting like maniacs on the special team together it's just a fun time man and i really appreciate your support coming in, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you have a lot going on just to show your face, whether it's for a half hour, an hour, but you do it, and that's that's appreciative for me. All right, so, Butch, just for fans that aren't familiar, maybe just paint a picture for them, you know, on what, on what the Butch Roll Foundation does because, you know, you guys have been around almost 10 years now. Yes, we uh, started back in 2012. Actually, I started before then because I, I was helping out with Little League football, and, you know, these inner-city kids didn't have the uh, means of purchasing, buying cleats or having uniforms. So I was coming out of my own pocket buying cleats for them, you know, getting them food. And then I came across some sponsors that was, you know, pretty um, – that came part of the foundation that was donating every year. And once I established the foundation, then I set up my mission to have scholarships being given to underprivileged kids because these kids I see every day in the Florida area and different areas that struggle. Some of them are babysitters. They take care of their kid, their kid brothers and sisters while the mom, one single parent home, the mom is working two jobs. So they're taking care of the kids, being a babysitter and a big brother and have to you know, deal with schoolwork at the same time. And, they struggle when it comes to filling out financial aid and getting money for scholarships. So I said, you know what, that's the area I want to focus on. The kids that have the money, they don't need it. It's the underprivileged kids. So they apply for the scholarship at the end of the year, and we present them. You know, I choose the ones I want to present at graduations, and they're happy. They're, they, they're appreciated, and they come back and thank us all the time. Right. And, and it, you continue to do this. You've been doing it for 10 years. And how many events, I mean, you, you, I know you do this not just in Buffalo, but around. How many events have you had over the last, say, 12 months? Oh, my God, Steve. <laughs> Listen, last, the last two years, I think I've been an event every single game. I have, I think, with the exception of maybe Thanksgiving, I was in St. Louis. But I, I'm at an event every game, every Bills game, I'm doing something whether it's small or big, but I'm doing something. So it's a nonstop continuous thing during the season because that's the time I take advantage of the Bills backers who love to participate and love you know, former players being there in their presence and yelling and screaming with them and having a good time and doing raffles, 50-50s, all the things that help the foundation, you know, accumulate funds to help these kids. And it's, it's an every week thing, Steve, I promise you that, yeah. so for the past two years. 
All right, so Butch, why don't you give me some of your thoughts on you know what you think of the team this year? I mean, ten and three, they're atop the AFC conference. Uh, injuries have been a bugaboo for them all year long, but still sitting atop the AFC. Just how many games have you caught? I know you're probably busy during games, you know, doing your community stuff. But in the games you've watched, what have you thought? You know, listen, I am. I've watched every game, and I watch every game, regardless. Even at the events, someday it's on every TV in the bar, so I'm watching it. If I'm not doing an event, I'm still watching. You know, I'm, a, I'm an avid Bills fan. That's, I'm a Bills at heart. I live in Miami. I don't like Miami Dolphins fans. They are not real fans. I tell everybody that. I wear my Buffalo gear down there. You know, they don't like it. But, you know, that's funny. Funny thing, I had a buddy come to my house the other day, and he laughed because he looked around. He said, dude, you're from Florida. You don't have not one thing that represents Miami as far as sports-wise because, you know, I have my Michigan State items in my home and buffalo gear that's all i have michigan thing i'm buffalo i don't have nothing no universe of miami no no miami dogs and i tell him i say dude i'm loyal i don't care what you say i don't need that root for another team i know i've been born and raised here but my heart is in buffalo man these are real loyal fans and i love the bills and my my listen i tell everybody this team always reminds me of us steve you know they have the talent we you know we had a squad and this is what they remind me of us you know, you have your modern-day Jim Kelly, which is Josh Allen, you know, and then you have the receiving core. You know, you have Doc Dawson Knox. I just seen him the other night. I like his play, his style of play. You know, I just wish they can get him the ball a little more. But I I feel good about it. Honestly, I feel like we're going to be definitely be in um, Phoenix this year. I'm planning on being in Phoenix. <laughs> Last year I had my – I'm just telling you, that's just how I, I look at this team they I know the injuries plays a big part, but they just, you know, we have players that have to step up at this point. This is like, this is the time you separate the pretenders from the contenders. Yeah. That's just how I look at it. So they have to step up and play and every game. That, that, that last game against the Jets was, a, you know, that was a scratching call on game, man. These guys, you know, it reminded me of us, Steve, when we played some. We had games like that. You had to keep chipping away at that monument until you get that masterpiece. And at the end of the day, you win the game and go home and thank God for that win and just, you know, go on to the next week. So I know. The grueling schedule. Good stuff. Good stuff, Butch. Thanks so much for being on. Congratulations on being the legend of the year this year. And I'm looking forward to crossing you, paths man. with you soon. Hopefully we'll cross paths in Arizona. But I, we'll we, see. Hey. All right. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. All right, man. God bless, man. Thanks. Thanks. All right. That's Butch Roll, former Bills tight end, and voted the Bills legend of the year for 2022 for his continued support. And This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Dedication to community service. We will take a break here. Steve and I will come back to wrap things up next here on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, Steve, so the one thing we did not do today was answer the topic of discussion ourselves. Have the Bills properly equipped themselves for the stretch run? What say you? Well, I think they've been properly equipped for three years, despite the changing pieces. They've got what they need, and they've had it for a long time. The question is, can they, you know, do it on the games that matter? We said it last year. You've Uh, said it for three years. I've said it for three years, and they're still there. Uh, They are good enough to go to and win the Super Bowl, and they have been for, you know, what, 36 months. So, uh, but they, you know, they don't do it in a vacuum. you got to play well on a on a day when it's a win or go home. A 13-second game or a game like – whether it's a 13-second game or whether it's a game like they had here against the New England Patriots where they were perfect uh, and scored a touchdown on every possession and never punted. you got to play well on those days. Um and they're going to have those de- – they've got those days in their future this year. Uh, whether it's having to play on wild card weekend or whether it's having a bye week and, and going straight to the divisional round, either way, they're good enough to win any game they kick it off in this season. And they're going to get a chance to do it again. Um, you see this with the Chiefs. They slept walk through that game against the Broncos yesterday because they're waiting. They want to – they know they're going to – the playoff games are what matter. The Bills need to show that they know that too. Yeah. I think the only thing is, yes, they've properly equipped themselves. I will agree. Injuries have robbed them of some of the very things that they have counted on, which is depth and some of their premium players, chief playmakers. So, yes, they've properly equipped themselves, but a lot of that has been stripped by injury this year at different points of the season, obviously. If there's one thing I have said maybe more than anything else when people approach me to talk about the Bills – is I always finish with, they just got to stay healthy. And that's true for any football team, yeah. uh, obviously. And everybody's dealing with different kind of injuries. <clears throat> I mean, the, the Cardinals just found out today they're going to be without Kyler Murray the rest of the year. It's happening to everybody right. across the league. It's just at but different times this. of the season. I'll say this, though. When you're, that, when you're in that spot, you say all this other stuff, and you say, of course, they got to stay uninjured. But that's really the only thing you say with this Buffalo Bills yeah. team. If they stay healthy, there's no stopping them. Uh, except themselves. We've said it from the beginning, and that's where they're at. That's where they've been. That's where they're going to stay for the time being. And uh, that's a pretty good spot to be in. With a big one on tap on Saturday. We've got another big show on tap for you tomorrow. NFL Network's Mike Giardi will be joining us. Steve and I will see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.